This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone that understands it is dangerous to go alone on the road to WrestleMania. That is why each week we get together to share our thoughts, feelings, hopes, and fears to take on this uncertain journey. I am here with my co-host, Jillian, or J-Town, who always does her best to make me laugh immediately before we start recording. Uh, Jillian, you suck. How are you? Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than fe- I'm doing fine. Musical. It's very musical. I really don't do it on purpose. I just can't help my, my hilarious nature, so. I get it. You have a natural comedic exuberance that just shines out of you. <laughs> absolutely meanwhile when it's your turn to host i sit here respectfully yeah absolutely want to point that out are you ready to put our animosity aside and jump into smackdown i am let's go jumping so we have a new smackdown commentary team this week we have got Corey Graves and Wade Barrett. So Wade is back in the saddle. He is. He never, I mean, he didn't really leave the saddle, did he? He never really he just left switched us. saddles. Exactly. He was like, this horse, that horse, choices. Yeah. So we open up the show um, after we see everybody and their brother arrive, which I'm starting to think is how they should start every show is we just have 20 minutes of wrestlers <laughs> arriving at the arena doing random stuff. Don't tempt dad. It could happen at any moment. <laughs> he is the worst troll ever. He really um, is. We kick things off with Kevin Owens and Logan Paul and okay. First and foremost, we learned this week that Kevin Owens absolutely listens to this podcast because oh, absolutely he acknowledges that while he didn't win at the Royal Rumble, he did have a moral victory. I was freaking out. Absolutely. Fabulous. Thank you, KO. Thank you for your support of this we love podcast. You, KO. Um, during what is i think a, a pretty typical exchange between these two logan paul says that <laughs> ko looks like a pissed off donut i'm just so tired of his like instant body shaming like yes he he insults like a 10 year old he absolutely does we are like two weeks away from a your mama's so ugly and or fat <laughs> joke from logan yeah. paul that's where we're truly, headed truly um they have quite the back and forth. Um, KO lets us know that he wants to restore prestige to this title by having it sanitized. Absolutely. After that shower picture, please. Right? Like, he's really on to something here. And then, you know, we've talked a lot about Logan Paul's promos and <laughs> their quality. What did you think about him trying to explain the brass knuckle setup? I set you up, KO. I was playing chess and you were playing go fish. I just, <laughs> do you think that anyone is working with him on this or do they just send him out like a lamb to the slaughter? It's like, yes, say whatever. No one cares. I think he's like, I got it guys. I got it. It's going to be good. And they're just like, well, he's paying us lots of money to Hawk prime. Mm -hmm. So I guess we let him do whatever he wants. I am curious. Like, 
does whatever amount of money he's making include free promotion for Prime? Probably. Or is it like this exchange where he's kind of getting boned because he's basically working for poorly developed Prime commercials? I wish it were the latter, but I bet it's the former. I mean, just for equity's sake, I would hope so, right? Yeah. But I don't. you don't see Prime that often, really. It's not like it's anywhere else except in Drew McIntyre's reel and occasionally Logan Paul's hand. This is the thing, right? Like, I don't think, other than seeing some Prime in the grocery store the other day, that I've ever really seen Prime in the wild. No, nobody likes it. There's eight, I excuse would, me, there's eight billion energy drinks, right? Like, there's so many choices. And like, the other day, there's an influencer I follow. Her name is Zoe Potter. And she has nothing to do with wrestling. And I was shocked to see her drinking a prime energy drink. Oh, Zoe. And she's definitely not the kind of influencer that I think is big enough or like in the genre that Logan Paul would like partner with. So like she clearly chose this beverage for herself and she seems like a nice person. I don't know. Let's make uh let's make our own energy drink and we can call it past our prime. <laughs> oh, I like it. It doesn't actually give you that much energy, but it will help you stay up till 9 30 or maybe even 10. <laughs> don't drink past 5 p.m. <laughs> and it's gonna make you pee a lot. And it'll turn your pee weird colors. And you're going to have to get on WebMD and try to figure out what is going on. And if it makes your hair fall out, no, it doesn't. That's perimenopause. <laughs> Which is one of the flavors. <laughs> it's just bitter. There's like delicious perimenopause. How the hell do you make friends after 30? Why is it so hot? Empty 401k. Classic. I'll never retire. <laughs> yes, classic flavors. Student loans are strangling me. Just the stuff the kids like, you know. Dad. Speaking. Dear dad, please, <laughs> please bankroll this idea. Uh, it might not make as much money as the tarot cards in a WWE shop would, but it's a close fifth. It's got legs. And to be honest, you don't have to give us screen time or a title to get in on the ground floor of this. So a better deal than Prime. Oh, totally. Totally. Speaking of Prime, there was a great Prime-related exchange during all of this. Do you remember the Prime-related exchange? I don't. What was it? So you were talking about Logan's grade school level insults. At one point, he tells KO to step back from him because he smells oh. horrible. <laughs> and without missing a beat, the king of my heart says, I bathed in prime. Yeah. Didn't what he say something like, well, it was like the cherry flavor. That's delicious. That is what he said. And I was actually sort of proud of him for having a timely comeback. It wasn't great, but it was timely. Yes. It was, I think it was better than a lot of his work. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'll give him that. So, I mean, you know, this goes pretty much exactly how you would imagine. Logan Paul does not want to give KO another title shot. Um, KO is like, I did get caught cheating and I love cheating. I'm not really good at being <laughs> a face, you guys. And then we sort of like take a step back in time. And for the 900th week, Kevin Owens fights Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. 
just it's another fine. Austin Theory. <laughs> I mean, I love to watch KO wrestle, but like this was weird. Yes. What's the point? I feel like someone has to do something with Austin Theory. Like yeah. we're running out his contract dates or something. So like dad's like, just mm -hmm. get out there. Roll around with him. They don't know what to do with him. Mm -mm. Um, also, really awkward moment during this match when on commentary, Logan Paul lets us know that when he looks at Austin Theory, he drools. Oh, God, I didn't hear that. Ugh. Like, dude, I think it's fine that you're attracted to Austin Theory. I think that's great. Like, maybe you guys could make something happen. But, like, nobody wants to be spoken about that way. That's icky. No, I wouldn't want to be literally salivated over. That's really gross. No, it's too much. Um, amidst all this salivating, KO gets the win. I don't Absolutely. think uh, shocking anybody. No, it was a delight, and I'm very happy about that. Every time. After this, we have another delight. Uh, Naomi has officially signed with SmackDown. I told you this already, but I ordered a Naomi t-shirt and it should be here in about six to eight weeks. <laughs> I am very excited to see it. Does, is it like glow themed or what mm -hmm. is the... I think it says feel the glow and then um, there's like a disco type ball on it glowing. And then underneath it says glow ball, I think. Like G-L-O-B-A-L-L, -L, like global. I love it. It's cute. Mm. I know. And then... I still, there's like 17 shirts I want to buy, and I just don't know how I'm going to bankroll this. So, listeners, if anybody wants to buy me a shirt, just send me an email and I'll give you the deets. I mean, once we get past your prime off the ground, we're <laughs> going to be rolling in shirt money. Rolling <laughs> in it. We'll be rolling in money for our poise pads. <laughs> Which is another beloved flavor of Pasture Prime <laughs> Energy Drinks pads it's in conjunction with them like every every 12 pack comes with like a mini pack of poise pads and one pack of poise pads will be donated to charity for every million dollars of drinks we sell <laughs> we're so magnanimous <sighs> but this is a great moment like naomi comes out she's very excited mm -hmm. we've got bianca and michin and like a whole little squad here just celebrating her when who do we see it's tiffy time tiffy time she comes out and ruins everything tiffany has what i think is the most anticlimactic signing announcement ever in which she's like i signed too and smacks meechin and runs away it was weird right like i thought it was supposed to be a much bigger deal and she's just like okay bye <laughs> and runs away i mean she is like a cowardly heel a lot of the time but i was just like this is a terrible debut and if i were her i'd be really sad about it yeah, it was like an afterthought. Mm hmm. Like, we also, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just thinking, like, it's weird to have like the two announcements at once. And so it's like, do we want Tiffany to overshadow Naomi's announcement? No, but Naomi kind of overshadows Tiffany's announcement, but not by her fault. It's because Tiffany's announcement's like weird and like, like a throwaway. It's very strange. I feel like it would have made a lot more sense if they're all kind of celebrating Naomi and Tiffany's like, what about me? I'm the most amazing. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Like that would have felt yeah. more in character. Yeah. For her. But like, why slap Meechin? <laughs> Poor Meechin, right? Like she doesn't deserve this. It's She's just egg. there having a good time and she mm -hmm. gets slapped. I mean, she does take off her earrings and gets ready to fight pretty damn quick. So I mean, I want She's her ready to go. Side. 
Yeah, absolutely. She's scrappy. As this is happening, as it ends, we have another conflict in which Logan Paul comes storming up and is like, I want a match. I want this. I want that. And he's super rude to Bianca, who has been talking to Nick about wanting a shot at EO. If I were Bianca in that moment, I would have murdered that motherfucker. Like, the white dude energy coming off this guy was just like, I, I wanted to just launch him into the sun. The writing was really playing to his strengths in that moment. <laughs> totally. Like, it really what a, was. What a dick face, man. So I did think it was nice, though, that Nick Aldis was like, um, he has been talking to a top star. You are a top star. It was nice that he kind of, like, <laughs> saved it in the end. It's true. After this, you know, <laughs> we have heard wrestling referred to as cinematic a lot in recent history, and that's usually reserved for the bloodline. Yeah. But we have a foray into film by Legato del Fantasma. And they are at a restaurant. Um, <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> So this kills me because a frequent NXT skit is the Don, Tony D'Angelo, and stacks at this Italian restaurant where they do, like, mafia business. Oh, okay, great. So everybody's in the mafia now. So it was basically just, like, recycling that bit from NXT. What did you mm -hmm. think about this? I... I fucking relish these now. Like these weird <laughs> outside set like discussions are quickly becoming one of my favorite things because they're so awkward. This felt very now I didn't watch all of Lucha Underground, but this mm -hmm. felt very Lucha Underground in the sense it was yeah. just like some kind of like weird restaurant storyline. They toasted with like the teeniest amount of wine possible. <laughs> and they're just talking about eradicating the LWO, it's just like so, I loved it. I loved it because it's just so dramatic. Do you remember on Lucha Underground where it's revealed that King Cuerno has like somebody's corpse in a glass like coffin thing in his house? I don't. You've mentioned it before and I never saw that one because I barely watched it. It's like on my list. I need to watch the whole thing. Because I am anticipating a segment where <laughs> Santos brings everyone to the restaurant and he's like, uh, guys, I'm still hunting people. Just FYI. That's still a thing. I still do that. And they're like, um, we're just here to take down Rey Mysterio. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, know? take him down. <laughs> do you know who like owned Lucha Underground? I have no idea. Because what if like they bought that too? So then they just started picking up old Lucha Underground storylines. That would be incredible. I would really, really enjoy that. I was Zelina on Lucha Underground? I don't, you know what? I don't think she was on the parts that I saw. Okay, okay. Okay. But I, I would love to bring that universe <laughs> back. I mean, there was a lot of like supernatural elements and murder. And... I just remember Ricochet as Prince Puma and I was like, he's my favorite. <laughs> it was amazing. It was truly amazing. After this uh, cinematic interlude, we get a little more serious. We are having some qualifying matches, which are all fatal four ways for tag teams. And they are trying to qualify for a shot at the champs. Mm -hmm. So on SmackDown, we've got Pretty Deadly with Angel and Umberto. 
uh, with their new friend Electra Lopez versus Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro of the LWO versus Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Um, what'd you think about the outcome of this? Were you expecting it? Yes. <laughs> really? I was like, oh, okay. Tell really? More. I thought it was just totally obvious from the start. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to win. Like, Pete and Tyler, Pete and, Ty- yeah, Pete and Tyler are going to win. Like, it's super obvious to me. I don't know why. It's just because, like, they're so excited to have Pete Dunn back. And, like, these two are kind of like the superstars at the moment of, like, this subsection of tag teams that mm-hmm. I was not surprised at all. I think that's super fair. I think I was just like, this is a random collection of dudes. I don't. It is. I don't know. I felt they were oh. like, okay, we need Tyler and Pete to win. So, like, who else can we throw in there that's not going to be, you know, too much of a contender? Just roll out the dudes. Mm hmm. I think, however, that, and this is something I thought a few times in the week in wrestling, that if this was like boxing where you could like win on points. Yeah. You know, there's no knockout that LWO gets the win for me. I mean, they are the hardest working ones, I think. Absolutely. I feel like every time I see Joaquin and Cruz, I feel like they know they do not get a lot of airtime, so they are going to make the most of it. Yep. They're a lot of fun to watch, but I just feel like I feel bad because so much of what all this is for me is the story and like, yeah they are never part of a compelling story because even the LWO versus LDF storyline is really Santos versus Carlito still. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I just have never really cared that much about Joaquin and Cruz, even though they're fantastic wrestlers. Well, I, I think that's really fair. Um, I mean, there's always going to be people who are just watching for the, the in-ring competition, right? And that's totally valid. But, you know, WWE talks about, like, the casual fans all the time. And it's like, I think, like, there's casual fans that check in for the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and you never see them again. But mm-hmm. you could really speak to casual fans who aren't, they don't know the names of the moves and they may not understand what a fatal four way is, but if you start catching them in the stories that will work. Yep. And guys like this get lost in that. They do. That's why dad, you should have us write for you. There are a lot of reasons, dad. We'll touch on them later. We have a list. (laughs) (laughs) So Tyler and Pete are uh, going on for a shot at Mm -hmm. the tag team titles and Mm -hmm. backstage we have contention of a completely different kind because damage control is in the locker room and everybody is talking shit about bailey it's happening so i i have a question for you okay because you know we watch this whole thing they're speaking in japanese and then eo says in english Bailey is done tonight. I mean, it's not exactly what she says, but you get the mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And of course, then we pan to Bailey. Mm-hmm. Why does she say it in English? <laughs> so that the rest of us dummies can can understand. But later, later, this will become dumb. Like almost immediately, this will become dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
Bailey comes out to the ring and she's going to choose her opponent. Um, <laughs> I thought that Kyrie, Asuka, and Io absolutely looked like a TLC tribute band in this segment. <laughs> they weren't. They were. They didn't want us to go chasing waterfalls. No, they wanted us to stick to the rivers and the lakes that we are used to. Hundred percent. They know that we're going to have it our way or nothing at all. It's true. But they think it's we're true. Too fast. And we are. We absolutely are. <laughs> we're past our prime. <sighs> so we have our big reveal, right? Because Bailey gives this kind of long promo about proving herself <laughs> and all this. Maybe it's not against other people, but against the people she thought had her back. And she reveals to us that she's known that they are against her the whole time because she's learned Japanese from listening to them shit talk her. Yeah, which is just like a, it was just just like one of those things where she was like, I can change them. It's like Duolingo in hell. <laughs> it would be rough. Um, so I guess that's why I was like, why did EO have to announce it in English? If but I, I mean, I get it. It's for us. Right. But she's, I mean, they, she could have even done like just saying Bailey and then making like a, you know, a throat cut sign or something like she's yes. over. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have to say Bailey's done. It just, it just made me mad. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about something. Okay. So it feels very much like we're all on Bailey's side now, right? Like they did Bailey wrong. They were mean to her. They didn't appreciate her. But do you remember when Bailey was kind of stepping on EO's face on a weekly basis? Or am I yeah. nuts? No, I remember it. I think it's just the thing is like, it's so easy to side with Bailey because we love Bailey. We're just like, look, she was weird for a while, but she's better now. Mm-hmm. So is this it a face just, turn? Is she going to go face? Feels like it has to be, right? Like I said, she was growing up that ponytail for a reason. I really wanted this segment to end with Bailey pulling out <laughs> the ponytail she had in and like hitching it over to the side. <laughs> that would have been incredible and like ripping off her shirt and she has her I'm a hugger shirt on underneath. Yeah, Fucking unbelievable. Like she goes over and after she's done assaulting everyone, she just pulls Michael Cole into a hug, even though he hasn't been there before. Like he just shows up so she can show that she's a good person now. I love you, Cole. The best. So uh, everything breaks down. Bailey has a pipe and she kind yeah. of like beats them all away with her pipe. I am very slow. I was like, where did she get the pipe from? Was that in her weird unflattering pants this whole time? <laughs> Twasn't wasn't um did you notice that eo seemed to have like a little moment of regret when they faced off specifically yeah i couldn't tell if that was like oh shit we're gonna get beaten up regret or like oh i really love bailey regret i'm guessing it was the former i think it was i think it was probably that but i think there's part of me that wants like you know, Bailey to take this all the way to WrestleMania and win the title. And then they have like a moment of grudging respect or something. Yeah. You know, where EO's yeah. like, I was wrong. You were wrong. They shake hands and then vacate the title. No one wins. No one wins, but we all win because friendship is the real title. That's true. 
So now we know Bailey will challenge EO at WrestleMania. Are you excited for this? I am. It's going to be really good. I am also very, very psyched. I love them both. I know. I think it's going to get crazy. I think so. I think this is going to be pretty violent and extremely compelling entertainment. A little less compelling is what we <laughs> see after this. And it's it's less uh, compelling than confusing. So we've we're supposed to have a match again between Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and the Final Testament. But it like almost immediately breaks down. Scarlet tries to maul Bobby, which I think is just like her job now. Yeah. And uh, who appears? B Fab. Gosh, I really missed that. <laughs> so when B Fab first appeared, I thought she was Gigi Dolan from NXT, and I was so confused. It's <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> But you predicted this. This was, uh, you knew this was coming. I did. Did you, real quick, did you notice the background that the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley had when they came out? It was like that 1980s laser school picture background. It was I incredible. I'm, I wish I had because that's great. If they come out again, take a look. I think it was new because I don't remember that being there before. What if they start coming out to a variety of 1980s and 90s school picture backgrounds? So we've got the lasers, we've great. got the classic blue sky, we've got the constitution with the eagle, the woods. Those were not options at my school. The double reflection. So like you're looking oh, this like straight on and then off in the distance and another I picture wish. of your face. My brother and I have a picture like that from our childhood where like, I think I think I'm looking at the camera and he's looking away. I can't remember, but I need to find that picture because it's pretty amazing. But I was very confused by this whole segment and I thought I had missed something. So I'm glad that you were also Same. confused. I feel like they're never actually going to have a match. They're just going to keep doing these weird things. And it's not building anything interesting. I also don't understand, like the final testament, you can have whatever feelings you want about them, but the actual wrestling competitors are large, fearsome men, no? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet BFAB is what sends them all running for the hills. <laughs> BFAB doesn't mess around though. Well, I have a theory about this. Ooh, okay. They might think she was trained by Top Dollar. Oh. They don't want to get uh, like fallen on, right? Like this, this is a lot could go wrong if that was the case. <laughs> Poor Top Dollar. Oh, bless your heart, Top Dollar. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit later in the night, um, what Tiffany Stratton has reaped is, or sowed rather, is about to be reaped when she has her debut match on SmackDown with Meechin. Um Tell me what you feel about Tiffany's debut match with Michin. So I thought with with Michin out there, I was like, oh, man, are they just going to make this like a squash match? Because poor Michin does not get the play she deserves. No, she's great. And they treat her like poo. Yeah, but this match I thought was actually really pretty good. But I realized something during the match. Now, I don't really ever watch NXT. So like Tiffany Stratton is I knew who she was, obviously, but like this is very new to me. She totally gives me Lacey Evans vibes. 
Yeah, like if Lacey Evans had been good at her job, I could see Yeah, that. like they kind of have a, some of the similar build and like Yeah. Like just kind of the same vibe but like obviously much better than Lacey Evans and and I hope less uh or I guess a better human being than Lacey Evans. Well, it wouldn't take much. So, here's hoping <laughs> that Tiffy has sailed over that uh, low bar. That's right true. Oh, wait, top. can I quick quick side side thing? No. Yeah, there was a moment I think on Raw, I know I'm jumping ahead, where we see Ludwig, right? And at some point, was it backstage or somewhere? Anyway, you see him genuinely smile. Like, he's looking over at something, and he, like, genuinely smiles. And I was like, well, now I see it. Now I see why Tiffy likes him. (laughs) I get it. He's a real person and not this weird Euro trash Ken whose job is coat. (laughs) (laughs) And oil. And so and nipples, <laughs> a lot of nipples, very nipples forward, questionable tiny pants. <laughs> well, we know two people love it, and that is Tiffany Stratton and Pat McAfee. So, <laughs> boy, Pat is really all about the zero body fat, zero percent body fat. It's like Pat, you got to stop. It's getting weird. I agree. <laughs> it really is. But I thought this match was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Tiffany's Alabama Slam is crazy. Like she's so strong. She's just really powerful and cool. Yeah. And I wish like everybody could have won, and we all could have had a cake made of rainbows. But I know that sounds delicious. Tiffy gets, Tiffy gets the win here. She so. does. That didn't surprise me. More to come. Um. After this, we have, you know, a moment in the week in wrestling that we almost weren't going to talk about because just like (laughs) nobody cares about it. It's not like important. It's not been in any socials. Like, I don't know. It just kind of dropped off the radar. It's a zero controversy, zero buzz kind of situation. So... This all kicks off with uh, Roman coming out to the mm-hmm. ring. He wants to mm-hmm. drop some tribal chief knowledge on us. Mm-hmm. But as he does, someone in the crowd has a truly fabulous sign. Oh, what was it? It says, acknowledge these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Did you notice how cheekbony Roman's looking? I'm telling you, everyone has cut out carbs and is they shedding are. water weight for WrestleMania. That <laughs> locker room has to be so unpleasant. They would probably kill each other over a donut right now. Yeah, everybody's real cheekbony. I hope everybody's mm-hmm. okay. Make sure you're at least getting enough something. Food. Water. Right? Like, maybe have an insure shake if you yeah, can't do Yeah, just anything. something. Yeah. So, you know, Roman is like look we can all talk about cody later mm-hmm. i don't really care about talking about cody you are gonna acknowledge these nuts and then we're gonna talk <laughs> a little bit about what my old friend seth rollins has to say about me yeah he was really into talking about seth do you do you want to like go through some of the things he told us about seth and I mean, I don't remember exact details. What it boiled down to at one point was like, he can't be the guy because he wears his wife's clothes. So I'm like, all right, Roman, you're really not, you're really, you know, moving up on the heel notches. Um, And like, it boiled down to this. Do you want weird shoe money or mahi mahi money? Like, that's what 
he said, you know, he's like, I'm the, I'm the baller. I think that's Seth's probably the loser. That's like the new career test that they're going to give people instead of that thing where you learn if you're an IFJP or whatever. It's going to mm -hmm. be the shoe money versus fish money test. And that will tell you where to go in your career. Such a confusing test, too. Mm hmm. I mean, there were some look, I don't think anyone can take away from Roman Reigns that he has really grown in cutting promos over the years. He's gotten much better. Yes. He does a pretty great job here. The thing where he says he's talking about Seth being a worker horse and he's like, do work horses walk like this? And then he does his <laughs> little like, I know. Oh my gosh. I just about died. Um, he's very mad about Seth talking about his schedule and he was basically like, I work less and I make more and I'm a total girl boss. And if you buy my course on Instagram, I can teach you how to losers. That's just the way it is. There's this weird, like, I just realized, I don't know if I just realized it, but like, there's this really strange, I don't know if it's a juxtaposition in, in American capitalism where it's like, you either have to be rich because you work your ass off and that's the only thing that's valuable, or you're super rich and don't have to work and that's really valuable. It's like, which, which is it? Is it okay if I don't work hard to get my money or do I have to kill myself to get my money? I mean, well, it's all bullshit either way, but. I mean, the thing is that truly rich people are deities. Oh, that's you know, right. We like, have to worship them. Yeah. They just exist to be worshiped by us. So really it's, it's just two different things. I don't know why I bother asking these questions. You know, there's just like, just worship at the altar, bruh. When he says God level, that's what he's talking about. He is ascended. <laughs> from like hustle culture to broke venture capitalist culture. Yeah. That's what's happening. So, I mean, he also talks a little shit about the belt that um, Seth holds. Uh, I believe consolation prize comes up. Mm-hmm. Which is something we don't typically do in WWE. We talk shit about each other, but not the titles. So this is a little new. Yeah. I hope they're not heading towards some kind of weird unification again. Uh, oh, I have so I many thoughts on this. It's very exciting. Uh, you want to share them? But well, I will. I will share them maybe at the end of this. Okay, if that's okay. Yeah. So basically, Roman is like, uh, Cody can do whatever he wants. He's kind of an idiot. He's not going <laughs> to beg him. He can be the very best number two in the industry or take a crack at number one and of course cody cannot resist this he of can't he's got to come out he loves to talk about number one and number two i mean everyone likes to talk about poop <laughs> of course he was attracted to this conversation <laughs> so he's had his dog with him all night but he comes out without the dog this time which i think is a smart choice to be honest yeah, it's a lot for a dog to deal with that's too many people and uh at this point, Cody wants to be alone with Roman, which yeah. I, I guess I get. I also would not mind being alone with Roman Reigns. Get the boys out of the ring. Yep. So what follows is really, really interesting. Um, Cody wants to take everything from Roman, which tracks, right? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, but not, but he's been getting counsel from all these wise people. And uh, 
he's not going to do that at WrestleMania. And we soon learn that's because The Rock is not going to make $30 million by himself. He needs the support of many people to do that. Why is Cody getting counsel from the fucking Rock, first of all? Why have, when I have been in times of great strife and had to make huge life decisions, didn't The Rock call me and be like, Abigail, it's The Rock. Here's what you should do. (laughs) Cody knows every wrestler in the history of everything. This is what Every single one. When you're a founding member of the Busybody Boys Squad, you know too many people. Like, why didn't he ask Randy? (laughs) Because Randy was like, I don't care, RKO. Get the oil. Did you see my music video? I'm a star now, Cody. (laughs) I'm going to quit wrestling and become a video actor. You can be in my video if you want when it drops. That's what the kids say when it drops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This is upsetting to me. This is, I mean, (laughs) I just want you to imagine that you are in this household on Friday night while this is going down. Like the hysterics that happened here. We're not positive. I was not at your level, I know that, um, because you have a fiery passion for Cody. I mean, I love Cody, but I don't love Cody at your level. Unhealthy parasocial relationship? I'm going to let you say that. I'm not going (laughs) to say that. But, like, fucking why? Also, what the fuck was Rock whispering in Cody's ear for seven minutes? (laughs) He's just like... For so long, and Cody's like, "Okay, buddy, I gotta go. Okay, okay, let me leave if, because I'm super upset right now." What if he was like, "I'm really glad we have just a moment to uh, clear the air between us," um, and I wanted to let you know that I am the best part of the Fast and the Furious movies, and Vin Diesel is a crazy <laughs> person, and Black Adam is actually really good. It's a really good movie. Did you see it? You should if you have it, but I'm sure you have. I think that's what he's like cody everything's always going to be about your dad forever so don't even try to bother not having it not be about your dad because it's always going to be about your dad dusty Rhodes. remember him he's your dad and he's like Mm -hmm. the favorite person of everyone so it's going to be about your dad all the time you're living in a shadow man if you have you seen big fish because if you haven't i think you should it really really could speak to your situation anyway fuck off (laughs) just fuck off what if cody what if The Rock was like, do you remember all those times you made jokes at the expense of J.D. McDonough's head? Yeah, yeah this is... Bitch, Cody. This is because of your choices, Cody. You're a dick. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what is What is your takeaway on this? What is... <laughs> I... I really didn't know what to think. I mean, I now have a little bit of hindsight, but um, I was super fucking annoyed. And I was like, okay, so I guess he's going to fight Seth. But like, is Seth going to make it to Mania? Like, there's just so many questions. Like, why are we doing this? Where did this swerve come from? Why do we feel like, like, where did this come from? Does he have a movie coming out? Like, this is so weird. 
as you can imagine, I've done a lot of reading on this topic in the last few days. <laughs> yes. And educate. the whole, like, the attempt of the WWE to, like, spin this has been really, frankly, unserious, and they need to fire their PR department. Okay. So, from what I have read, this match between The Rock and Roman has been set in stone since January 3rd when The Rock joined the TKO Board of Directors. It's part of his contract. There are a certain number of dates and milestones that he has to fulfill and hit. Uh-huh. So, apparently, and this is all, like, dirt sheet stuff, so it all has to be taken with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. There was an early narrative I saw a lot of that The Rock really wanted to do this because he wanted to save WrestleMania. But... My question would be save it from what? Like there are hardly yeah. any tickets left to sell. You cannot tell me that advertising deals for an event like WrestleMania are cemented in the two months leading up to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Like at this level of spend, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, and now we have sort of this like, we fooled you guys. This was our plan all along. This is always like was to make you cheer for Cody more and like to kind of play with your head this way. And it's like, like they were apparently like a lot of those like very uniform looking, we want Cody signs that were printed on eight and a half by 11 paper. Yes. And, out at Raw. and it's like, guys. Oh, they handed those out. They handed some of them out. And it's like, oh. it makes perfect sense to me that you would try to like capitalize on this controversy. Mm -hmm. but I don't trust you to actually have orchestrated it because you guys do a lot of dumb stuff. I just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm so, I, this has such a vibe of like, oh, uh, we've always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> oh no, we've always been at war with Eurasia. Like, it's just so silly and insulting to, I think, fans' intelligence. And yes. I mean, obviously props to, to them who can spin it so quickly and like rewrite the narrative so quickly. They're like, oh, this is the plan all along, guys. <laughs> like, I, I just, the rock thing, the rock thing is confusing anyway. I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I feel like it has sort of that stink of Vince about it where it's like mm. this idea that the new talent isn't any good and the only talent that is a draw are the guys that were big from like the 90s to the aughts mm -hmm. you know and like we got to keep bringing them back we got to keep circling back to them i think a lot of this controversy could have been avoided by not having cody win the rumble cody yeah. didn't have to win the rumble people wouldn't be confused yeah if he hadn't I know we'll talk about this more on Raw, but like, I mean, they still, we get through Raw, we still don't know who he's going to fight. Right. I guess like this press conference tomorrow will be the big answer, the big reveal. Also, can we talk about that for a second? I was going to mention it later, but like, what the, f a WrestleMania kickoff in February in Las Vegas? What the fuck is happening? I mean, I think anything they can sell like premium ticket packages to. This is free though. Is it free to attend? Yeah. In person? It says free to the public. 
because that seems like a disaster oh i'm sure it's going to be a shit show i just i can't help but feel like this is all just like nothing to see here yeah everything's fine at the wwe well like that's my thing like if this was always the plan and this is just master trolling of your audience and the internet wrestling community is a bunch of stupid people then like why did the rock need to save wrestlemania this was always your plan what is he saving yeah <laughs> yeah they've got a lot of loose ends to try to tie up i also i just think like the worst part of this for me is not the match. Like, I don't really care about The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania as a match. Nope. I'm not excited for it. Nope. But, like, you know, collectively, the creative team has put a lot of work into Cody's character, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, like, the faciest face that ever faced. Mm -hmm. So instead of choosing to finish his story, he is choosing to fight a guy who he's already beaten three times. And who now has a torn MCL and a broken back. Yeah, it's stupid. That's bully behavior. That's not what if that's like something Drew would do. Like Drew would choose that because it's a smart yeah. path to a title. But like we know Cody doesn't take smart paths to anything. He's too busy busybodying. Well, throwing <laughs> Drew in all this is also weird and confusing to me because like what's he gonna do? Where's he gonna show up? Well, and so this is kind of my thing. I think there were two times on monday night where we were sort of manipulated through promos where we had like you know some pr talking points coming out of different wrestlers mouths in different ways and i think drew was i mean putting like the pro cody side in the mouth of your hottest heel right now is a, a pretty yeah strong statement so i don't know um with that in mind, is there anything else you would like to say about this uh, fascinating segment that ends in a stare down and the explosion of the internet? I think that the Rock and Roman match is stupid. Yeah, I do too. It's not my jam. Well, uh, if you don't want to acknowledge these nuts, maybe you can acknowledge that it's time to get raw. Let's acknowledge those nuts. Let's acknowledge Seth Rollins because uh, he opens up Raw on Monday mm -hmm. night and he he's does. wearing a really cool jacket. It's a great jacket. I feel like I've seen it before. Have you seen it before or am I just thinking that I saw it before? No, it looked familiar. And if he hasn't okay. worn that before, I think he has one like it. Okay. Yeah, it was a cool jacket. So Seth wants some answers. Mm -hmm. um you know he talks up the situation a little and the crowd is pretty hot and they are pretty hot for cody uh -huh. pretty anti the rock but like seth wants to know what is going on and he summons the man of the hour cody rhodes and uh seth needs validation right like yeah. he needs cody to choose him but before cody can choose anything what happens our boy drew interrupts and I thought he was going to kick Seth in the knee, but he didn't. <laughs> it would have been real in character to kick Seth in the knee. It really would have. It would have been great. But we Did see you know his new shirt. Yes! Which you is? Can you can buy can you the really? shirt. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, a picture of Drew kneeling next to like a headstone that says, like, here lies CM Punk's WrestleMania dream or something like that. It's pretty so tough. Great. It's, pretty it's amazing. I loved also that when Drew came out, his little Chiron thing said, attacked and injured CM Punk last week. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't see that. That was amazing. I was too busy watching him walk. Like he's like his walk is really stiff lately. It's weird. Yeah, I think he may have cut too many carbs, and you know, or he's something on his butthole. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, you know that's why he's so grumpy. Is he's got butthole problems? He's not his butthole cut too many carbs. <laughs> He's straining too much. Oh, yeah, Drew, you gotta let it just come make its way out slowly. Don't you gotta get a squatty potty, and you're gonna be a lot nicer going mm -hmm. forward. So, uh, Drew is pretty annoyed because he feels like he set everybody up for success, <laughs> and now everybody is ruining it. Like, Seth is the only person who understands why he hates CM Punk so much, and like, he and Punk should be talking about the WrestleMania match. He talks about his t shirt. And then, like, he doesn't want Cody to listen to Seth. He wants Cody to finish the story. He doesn't really this... care about it, but he wants yeah. Cody to do it. Well, do you think that's because, and this might be a really dumb question, do you think that's because he wants to fight Seth at WrestleMania because it'll be, like, an easier match? Or do you think he has designs on, like, somehow... Because he's like convinced he's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania, one of the 12 main events at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, you know, Drew is Delulu, right? He's like, if you would just get out of my way, this would obviously be my match. And I mean, Seth kind of points that out to him like, buddy, you don't have a path to the playoffs anymore. You're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm so curious how he's going to do this. This is like my favorite part of all this at the moment. <laughs> yes. It's like Drew McIntyre has absolutely lost his mind. And I honestly think he's one of the best parts of raw consistently every week. Yeah. He he's having a great time and I'm loving it. Like the crazier he gets, the more I love him. <laughs> it's so wonderful. So he gives Seth some backhanded compliments like, Oh, you did a great job. You took it so far. I mean, even though you got injured like 17 times and then finally the moment we're all waiting for happens and Drew just attacks Seth because yeah. he's tired of talking. He wants to kill. He didn't uh, kick him in the knee. He butted him in the head, although a headbutt to the knee would have been funny, too. That would have been pretty amazing. So. <laughs> and of course, Cody and Seth are best friends now, so Cody tries to defend him. And... Of course, because Cody is king of the busybody boys club is that what it's called boys that society? is what it, squad squad, boys sorry, squad. squad. It's a squad. like taylor it's swift's friend when you say it <laughs> you'll get there thank you so like so many things that are going on with this like main event at wrestlemania situation this is a hot sloppy mess oh yeah it's amazing but this part of it was a very very fun hot sloppy mess yeah i'm enjoying this much better than whatever shit shows happening on SmackDown. Absolutely. So after this, we take a step back from the drama and uh, we have another number one contenders qualifying match for the tag team titles in which we see our boys DIY face off against the Creed brothers and Imperium and the new day. Um, mm -hmm. This was one hell of a match. This was way better than the other qualifier. It really was. Like this the was caliber so was good. Can I just say that Pat said one of the weirdest things I've ever heard him say? Yeah, what did he say? Zigzag peanut butter jelly. That's what New Day is. Sometimes Pat is so <laughs> dumb that I think I am having a traumatic brain event. I love him, but. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. It was after like some flippy do, flippy do thing had happened, but like, okay. 
Um, yeah, this match was crazy. I love DIY so much. I do too. And they were amazing in this. Although this is another situation of where we are going to award the victory on points. I got to give it to the Creed brothers. I'm not saying they should have won. I truly believe the DIY is the right team to move into the championship picture. I'm just really tired of the Brutus ball. I hate the Brutus ball, but when he did it off the top rope out of the ring, even I felt a little bit for the Brutus ball. I think that what Champa did with Xavier on his shoulders was even more intense when he jumped fucking backwards outside of the ring. That was a terrifying moment that I thought people would die. Yeah, I was really scared. I really feel like when he used to have the no one will survive entrance music that I believed he meant it. Tomasa really meant it. You're really taking your life in your hands with him. Mm-hmm. I also really liked at the end where Johnny was like going to go for the pin and Tomasa had to kind of shove him out of the way because he wasn't the legal man. It was hilarious. I know. Do you think that was on purpose? No, I think it's probably easy when there's like a lot of fast paced stuff going on because he looked real confused and then was like, oh, <laughs> right, right. He really did. I thought that was really cute. I was like, LOL, LOL, LOL. So, I mean, this one was a real barn burner. Um, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the heck out of it. And I'm I'm reasonably excited to see this number one contenders match. I think it'll be good. Hell yeah. It's going to be like two, com- it's like two sets of compact dudes. Like, it's going to be really interesting. Mean little dudes fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Three mean little dudes and one big boy. Big strong boy. A big strong boy. <laughs> weird underwear. Oh, Who do you think will become the number one contenders? In my heart, DIY. You can answer however you want. So you got DIY. I really want DIY to win. I feel like it's their time. I do too. I feel like we keep bringing them back for a reason, right? The people have spoken. They want DIY. It seems like now, look, I feel like you can't always do fan service, right? You can't give... The fans can't dictate the path of everything, but it does no. seem like they're doing a little bit better job fucking listening well, to what people find it. interesting, at least. No, I agree. I feel like there's a, a swell of fan support for DIY, and it's silly not to put them forward. Well, I would like to take credit for that because I really think we've jarred dad into listening to people outside of the organization. So you're welcome, yeah, I, mean, I think his, you know, fan status, RE, this podcast has really changed some things. And also so. the unhinged letters. Those have helped a lot, too. Yeah. We'll keep those coming, Dad. Don't worry. After this, we have another qualifying match, except this time we've got the ladies qualifying for the ladies elimination chamber match in Perth. And up first, uh, Becky Lynch takes on Shayna Baszler. So at first, at first I was like bored. At first I was bored. I was like, eh. me too. But the match actually got pretty good. Like I think throughout, like I think they kind of found their rhythm and the match got really good. However, I will say that to me, it doesn't make sense that Becky won based on, like you said, points, because I honestly think Shayna kicked her ass. I think so too. And Shayna gave us a couple of like, creative moments like she got becky's hand trapped in the steps <laughs> and like looped her, her in her pants 
Yes, like she actually bound Becky up in her own pants. Yeah. Like it was great. Innovative, Jana. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that a lot of like the pickup in this was because I was really enjoying Shayna. Not to take anything away from Becky. I mean, Becky's fantastic, but yeah, I yeah. I love Becky. I've just been having a lot of feelings about Becky lately. I've been feeling like we're not seeing the Becky Lynch who became the man. Mm-hmm. It's like point. they're resetting her. And I'm like, why are we resetting her? Right? Like, just let her be. Yeah. Let her do it. Mm-hmm. So no surprises for me here. Becky is going to the chamber. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a big match and she's big time Bex and mm-hmm. it's what I expected, but yeah, we will. I also feel like we may not be putting people in this, these matches quickly enough. Like I think we need to get more people in those chambers. There's a lot of pods in the elimination chamber. Aren't there five? I think there's five. Yeah. Well, five or six. We'll have yeah one from that match. Yeah, I don't know. They, I sometimes it'll just be like three canes and a, you know, and they'll just like announce mm-hmm. them. So maybe they haven't done that in a while. I feel like there hasn't just been like secret announcements. It's just like, oh, they got to fight to the death to do it. So we'll we'll stay on top of the situation and yep. cover the elimination chamber as it unfolds. Um, yes. We go backstage after this to a vaguely unhinged Liv Morgan, and she's like, "Hey, Kathy Kelly, I think Zoe's great." And I'm looking forward to facing her. I think all these chicks are great, but they don't have anything to do with my business. And her business is Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. She wants to kill Rhea Ripley. Liv, what are you doing? This is historically a bad option for you. Isn't uh, Liv going to be in a qualifier? Yeah, she's going to take on Zoe next week. She's going to win that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think like we're not doing enough to build suspense in these matches. Like show me the match and i can tell you who's no. going to the chamber so well and like they love putting live in the chamber like because she's always bonkers so like i'm just like well they want her to injure herself again so hopefully hopefully she makes it through okay right like i also think though that this is a little bit of a missed opportunity because either Shayna or zoe would have been phenomenal in this match absolutely and maybe they will put zoe through i don't know or in a different way i'm not sure but like yeah like those two are bruisers. Put the bruisers in. I mean, Rhea's a bruiser, yeah, but like these those two are bruisers in a different way. And like, yeah, they're they're probably not gonna go on to face Rhea. Um, but like you can get Liv in there and get one of them. We don't have to be so limited. We can Yeah, you know. And I mean, we're probably saving a spot for Natalia because God knows we have to wheel her out a certain <laughs> number of times a year. That's her heart. Sorry, Natalia, but it's it's how I feel. Um, the feelings remain kind of high pitched after this because Rhea lets us know that she's also full of hatred and does not give a shit about Becky or qualifying matches. She wants to rip Nia Jax's head off. Rhea was in her summer look. Yeah. When I first saw her shirt, I thought it was a raccoon wearing sunglasses. <laughs> but it was a wraith. But like every time I looked at it, I was like, it's a raccoon with sunglasses. This is amazing. I thought she was going lighthearted, but yeah. Um, she wants to murder Nia Jax. I am ready to let her let that happen. 
And by murder, I mean have her go away from the WWE, not actually murder her as a human being. A wrestling murder, not a King Cuerno murder. (laughs) Yes. Not a corpse in a glass case murder. No. Um, You know, Adam Pierce doesn't love this idea about Naya's head getting ripped off. Naya also hates it. I I was really sad that she came out and like kind of wrecked Rhea. I was like, come on, I don't want this. Mm-mm. But I think it means there's no way she beats Rhea. I don't think yeah. so. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have them in an elimination chamber in a match that does solve the WrestleMania problem because she can't be in the chamber and mm-hmm. face Rhea. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley in the chamber of eliminations. It's gonna happen. <laughs> It's, it still brings back the problem that Elimination Chamber sounds toilety. Yeah, it really does. Well, it just does. That's perfect for Cody, who likes number ones and number twos. Absolutely. He should busybody his way on over here and get in on this. A lot happening in that discourse. <laughs> so we're going to take it backstage again. Um, we have a little recap of everything that's happened to our truth and the judgment day. And we go backstage after that, where everyone is sort of debating what's going to happen with the tag team titles. And they don't really care. And Dom is like, mommy's very grumpy. And then everyone is like, Rhea's great. Screw Naya. We're also great. A lot. What did you make Everybody, of this? Like, and they were like all unanimous all of a sudden and like, yay, Rhea. Like, but they seemed like sincere about it. Yeah, um, they were heartfelt. Yeah, it was it was very strange because there used to be a lot of like snarking and bitching. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because um, Rhea wasn't there. <laughs> I feel like our truth really taught them how to love. And live and laugh. Be a family, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really nice. So Damien uh, tells JD to get out there and handle the Miz. But then who shows up at the Judgment Day Clubhouse? It's your boy, R-Truth. He doesn't seem to, like, understand what happened. He just thinks he's being initiated (laughs) over and over again. Oh, but you know what? He finally breaks Damien. I love that. This was amazing. So I feel like last week you said... It was like they were luring the unsuspecting kid into the woods yeah. to beat him up. Yeah. I don't think there's any limit to how many times our truth can be lured into the woods. No, I don't think so either. But Damien kind of was just like, yeah, whatever. Sit down. It's fine. It was pretty great. Like, everyone else was pretty mad. Like, Finn is all exasperated. And after everyone stalks off, like, Damien's like, make yourself at home. Whatever. I don't care. He can't quit him. He loves him so much. No. I mean, where is this going? What do you think? Oh, God. I don't know, because given what happens in the match that follows this, like, uh, <laughs> right? Like it was very funny again. Can I, can I scoot into that match? Is it okay? Yes. Take us into it. So, like, basically, I mean, there's the match, whatever. But, like, our truth comes in and, like, puts a t-shirt over Dom and, like, restricts his arms and then He's tries to give JD him. his cut. And JD's finally like, yeah, okay, I'll take my cut of the money. Like, JD, you're so dumb. So dumb. Okay, you're telling me that if I came up to you with a couple hundred dollars in cash, that I couldn't distract you from what you've been doing? In the middle of a wrestling match? No. 
Okay, but just imagine you're at work and you're like solving problems and doing whatever it is you do all day. And like all of a sudden you're in a Zoom meeting, like leading the session or something. And I pop up and I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> money. I feel like I could. I'd be like, how away. did you get this link? <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> this is an internal meeting. I've always <laughs> been in your company, just like our truth has always been with the judgment day. <laughs> So at the end of this, like at the very end, right? Like Ms. wins. Yes. And like he's walking away and then he meets up with our truth and our truth has all the money shoved in his shirt and they're like arms around each other smiling. Now, truth's smile looked as if it looked slightly conspiratorial. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it was, but it looked slightly conspiratorial. Like, are they back together? Maybe uh, he is about to pull one over on the Judgment Day and teach them a lesson they sorely need to learn. That'd be great. They could have had it all, you know, and they, they yep. chose not to. So he is a pure soul, and they have mistreated him. Did you notice when he was selling the T-shirts, he had that little bucket? Did you no. see what the strap of his little bucket was made out of? I did not. Was it duct tape? It was one. It was one of Dom's little like bullet belts. There's a name for those. <laughs> oh, things, is that what that remember. was? I yeah. saw that and I was like, is that what is that? Okay, yeah, that was pretty funny. Now there's the real DIY right there. It's, it's true. Our bullet belt. Not dangerous at all. Amazing. No. We're gonna go backstage again. Um and in a segment with Adam Pierce, we see Ludwig and Geo. And Ludwig is being a total breadzilla. Mm -hmm. Like, he is demanding that everything has to be perfect for Gunther's 600 plus day championship celebration. Mm -hmm. And Adam Pierce is like, look, it's going to be exactly as we discussed. Um, I really started to think like Adam Pierce had sabotaged this in some way. I was like, wait, you're being really dismissive with him in this really specific way. Uh, I thought that, like, Ludwig was just like being terrified that if it wasn't perfect, he was dead meat. <laughs> I was afraid for him throughout this because yes. I was like, daddy's not going to like this. He's going to no, be like, these columns it. are tacky. This is not what we do, Ludwig. I'm so disappointed in you. They were tacky. I loved them, but they were tacky. I wanted them so bad. They were amazing. Light up columns. I know. So... We transition into Gunther's 600 plus day championship celebration. And Ludwig gives like Gunther this big welcome. He demands all our gratitude. Um, and you know, there's, there's like a little bit of celebration, but then Gunther is like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Nobody can beat me. It's stupid. Do you think Ludwig was smiling through his tears at this point? Cause he worked so hard. Um, gosh, I didn't think about it. Or maybe he was just greatly relieved that he would never have to do this again. Say, <laughs> like, thank God, I can't afford to keep renting the columns. It's a lot. <laughs> he rented them from Jim Uso Honda. <laughs> you know, that's that's a timely reference because uh, Gunther starts demanding to know, like, who even could challenge him and who rises to the occasion almost on time. Uh, your dream has come true. It is Jason Uso come to steal the crown. And I am so excited about this. Bay Uso is here. He's in our city. 
and uh and our hearts <laughs> and our hearts the crowd is so excited for him yeah. we are so excited for him but do you know who is even more excited to see jay pat mcafee pat freaking <laughs> mcafee up on the announce desk doing the dance yeah incredible now mm. there's some sassing that happens which is delightful but can i just say so that I, I i wrote down a note yes let's hear it and i said like so you know jay has laid out his accolades right he's talking about how great he is and i just wrote they can't break my heart like this because they are building up this match and i am so scared that i have to see jay go through another heartbreak like when he fought roman and lost yeah. i can't i can't handle it i think that um you know we've already dropped a lot of balls in the wwe this week yeah and i think we should try to stop dropping balls on the road to wrestlemania and we should make sure that this one works out and start tripping balls <laughs> just kidding to be fair every time i watch the show i feel a little bit like i'm tripping balls so <laughs> uh yeah really i i feel like dad this is a really great time for you to redeem yourself um hey. It's a it make a good faith effort, uh, a good faith offering, a good faith mm -hmm. showing. And let's give our boy Jey Uso the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Title. I mean, you screwed up a lot of stuff, and now it's just him, Us. He's one of the only ways you can make us happy. So, oh my God, do it. Can you imagine the joy? It would be like when Cody won the championship. Or Kofi, yes. sorry, when Kofi won the championship. It would be exactly like that, I think. Oh. Just a jubilation. Yes, that was so exciting when that happened. Oh, my God. I feel like during the segment, Gunther gets, like, real cruel with his promo work. Mm-hmm. Like, he says he's going to beat Jay worse than his own family did. <laughs> he tells him he's going to make him wish for the good old days when no one could tell him and Jimmy apart. <laughs> I, I said at that point, I was like, I was one of those people. I, I used to not be able to Um, I was also one of those people. And my husband used to be like, one of them looks more like The Rock. And I would be like, which one? Which one do you think looks more like The Rock? Because I don't think either of them ever looked like The Rock. I don't see that at all. I don't think they're closely related enough to The Rock to look like The Rock. They're like distant cousins, right? That's my understanding. I don't know. It wasn't helpful guidance. I will tell you that much. Yeah. Not helpful. No. So finally, Gunther goes too far. He uh, shoulder checks Jay and calls him Oos. And uh, <laughs> Jay yeets it up. He just yeets he does. it up. It doesn't go well, and though. It doesn't. Like, he attacks, Imperium attacks, New Day arrives. There's a lot of chaos between these six people. It's nutty. Yeah, I don't... I don't love this three on three stuff, but whatever. Like, just get us to the get us to the championship match. I feel like we started this thing with New Day and Imperium, and now we've got to kind of shift it. Mm -hmm. And the sooner we shift it to Jay and Gunther, the happier I am going to be. Mm -hmm. And I'll finally be willing to give Gunther all my gratitude that Ludwig demands. Yeah, because there's nowhere for the for those 
like those two teams to go like there's just fight no. forever okay <laughs> not a path to greatness here after this we have another brilliant shinsuke nakamura promo video mm-hmm. and we learn that the reason we're seeing this video is because over the weekend at a house show cody comes around the corner after wrestling and who's there but shinsuke gives him the old missed magic and because cody is not well he's like there's only one response to this it's a bull rope match obviously what i mean that's how i solve all my problems too yeah 100 percent. so shinsuke gives us another one of his amazing videos do you want to want to talk this up a little i mean basically it boils down to the fact that he plans to murder cody mm-hmm. and i feel like so i guess i want to talk about this a little bit i love this That's- i can watch shinsuke do these bonkers promos forever but where is it going like there's so many weird strings pulling at cody right now and they could all be potentially very interesting but it's like what what are we doing what are we doing here because like shinsuke was like i'm gonna find somebody else and then he just like went right back to cody again so i don't know it feels like it feels like two things one like we didn't do our homework and we copied off someone else's paper and now we've got a real mess on the road to wrestlemania mm-hmm. but it also feels like canonically uh maybe cody busybodied too close to the sun and now he's got a lot of weird stuff going on in his life that's true he can't uh he can't keep his eyes on his own paper <laughs> right like maybe if you hadn't been out here speaking up for buckley and getting involved in this and throwing yourself into that and you spent less time walking your dog you'd have more time to be in a focused sort of trajectory i don't want to blame it on cody i'm just saying some of these things add up yeah that makes sense <laughs> so shinsuke wraps this up by saying he hears all the people saying we want cody but he wants cody yeah he wants cody the most and we're gonna have this later tonight uh come hell or high water Mm-hmm. We have a really great women's tag team match after this between the Kabuki Warriors and Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I don't have a lot to say about this because I was too busy watching it to take notes, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, I guess what I want to talk about are kind of like the larger implications of this last week we had mentioned. Absolutely. It's like, why do we keep like teasing Caden and Katana and like not giving the title and like there's quite a few. Are there, I guess I would say there's quite a few women's tag teams, but I don't know if that's necessarily true at this point who are like right. viable tag teams. It's like, why are we, why is this circling? Like, are you trying to build up something for this? Because like, it was, it was great wrestling. I would absolutely watch it again, but I'm just kind of curious, like why this title match right now? And, you know, it feels like maybe we should have given this a little bit of a breather and mm-hmm. then push their rematch closer to Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania even. Yeah. Like we are, we do have a lot of talent and 
outside of the rock and roman we are gonna have to plan some other matches so i feel like this might have been a good one to push out for like the big stage well yeah they have to have 14 main events so right i mean it's two nights 14 main events Mm -hmm. 19 sub main events yeah big deal everything's a main event i mean isn't that the way life is everything is a main event Not in my life. <laughs> I guess I'm just living a more thrilling WrestleMania style life. You have more main character energy than I do. I think that was an insult, but I'm going to move on to yet another backstage segment in which our good friend Jackie sits down with our better friend Sammy Zane, who I guess has been sitting in the stands alone all day. Speaking of main character energy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sami Zayn. The Bella Swan of the WWE is here. Oh my goodness. This thing was very strange. It was weird. Like, always happy to see Sammy. Love Sammy. But like, he's not an underdog. He's a contender. He will be champion. And he had this like, fierce determination in such a way that I was like, wait, wait, is he going to do this as a face or is there a heel turn a coming? I wondered about that. Like, it feels like he's getting a little weird. Uh Uh-huh. A little grumpy. And it also felt like he was also sort of obliquely addressing everything that was, I probably used obliquely wrong, but sort of addressing this whole situation that's been going on with WrestleMania. Like, because he specifically talks about how he lost to Roman Mm -hmm. and then Triple H came to him and was like, Sammy, it's okay that you lost tonight because you're like Rocky and it's about going the distance. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can see the Sami Zayn, Rocky Balboa kind of thing, but like, is this a heel turn? Is this like further finessing the weirdness that's been going on? What is happening with Sami Zayn? I feel like they're like, you. I feel like it's poor planning right now and they haven't, had enough stories developing over time to like build up great wrestlemania things now granted wrestlemania is two months away so they can certainly do some building in the meantime but i just feel like they have all these wrestlers and everything's either cody or rhea (laughs) that's like everything that's going on at the moment and I get that, like, they have some problems, right? Like, I have no doubt that Brock Lesnar was going to show up at WrestleMania. That's not going to happen now. We were planning on mm-hmm. having CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's what we were going to do with Seth, except supposedly, no, it's not. We were never going to do that. So I don't know. But, like, that would have made a lot of sense. But I feel like there are other things that we can... Yeah. So I'm confused about where this moment with Sammy is going, but I'm I'm willing to find out. So it's probably safe to assume that the IC championship will be at WrestleMania. I I mean, that'd be a hell of a main event. I think that's, yeah, I think as like a fourth main event, that's, that's a pretty solid choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll keep the faith. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Sammy is always interesting, right? He is. We are big fans of Sami Zayn. I will be so, sad if he takes a heel turn, though. I will say that. I know. I feel like he just redeemed himself. So mm-hmm. we got to keep him on the straight and narrow a little while longer. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
after this, uh, we transition to the Cody versus Shinsuke in a bull rope match. And uh, we learn that Cody will be using his father's ancestral bull rope in this match. Um, I hate it here. I just hate it here. It's like, what? Fucking why? Why did we need to do right? this? Just make it make it a strap match. It doesn't have to be about fucking Dusty, for fuck's sake. It's so weird to me. Poor Cody. Also, like, literally anything else could have been the main event. You didn't even have to do this. Sammy yeah. could have come out and faced Drew in the main event again or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or have Cody wrestle Drew in the main event. That right? like, kind of goes along with a storyline. Right? Like, lots of things could have happened, but we decided to go with this. Um, when Shinsuke misted Cody, I thought that, like, Cody's face had exploded in a cloud of blood because I missed a step, and I was very confused. I love that it's red. I love it so much because everybody I like just it looks too. so horribly bloody. <laughs> it's really vulgar, and I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I do, too. So... This match ends with like the fastest count I've ever seen. It was like everybody just got tired of it and we're like, one, two, three, we're done. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Did you see the sign that said beef sticks? <laughs> I did it, but I wish I did. There's just some random sign in the crowd that said beef sticks. And I was like, that's amazing. I mean, to, I've never had a beef stick I didn't enjoy, whether it was a Slim Jim or some off brand thing. So I'm not a fan of the beef stick. So, but I knew you'd beef enjoy sticks. that sign. I really do. Beef sticks. So after the beef sticks, after the fastest count in the world, who shows up but Drew and mm -hmm. he takes Cody out with the Claymore, takes off his shirt, and he stares at the WrestleMania sign as if anyone in this situation has a path there anymore. <laughs> See, you got further. Like, ours cut off as he was, like, beating on Cody. He was still beshirted, and he hadn't stared at the WrestleMania sign yet. So... You got more of a scoop than I did. I'm sorry you missed that because, you know, Drew looked great. He really did. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't just rip their shirts apart. Like, just take them off and give them to somebody, for fuck's sake. People pay a lot of money for those shirts. Not to be like there are starving children and wherever, but, like, yeah, that's like $40 of shirt just ruined. There are middle-aged women without wrestling shirts. Absolutely. Like for just a dollar a day, Drew, you could buy me a wrestling shirt roughly every month and a half. And that would be a really nice thing for you to do. Please consider it. Please. Another flavor of past your prime is Drew's wrestling shirt. <laughs> it's black licorice flavored. Nobody wants it. Oh God. I really hope that you know, if Drew McIntyre ever stumbles over this podcast, he really gets a kick out of our love for him because it's intense. We do love Drew and do. we do want his black licorice flavored wrestling shirts. Sincerely. Uh, Drew, you're always welcome on the show. So we'll give you a platform to complain about whatever you want. You whiny little baby. Yeah. We love you. If you want to bitch about CM Punk for like 60 minutes, that's fine. I'm only like a, you know, C plus B minus CM Punk fan. So come on over. Let's do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I did not see this uh, post raw segment on the internet, but apparently this is a thing that happened after raw went off the air. Um, Cody made an emotional speech and I know that's probably a real surprise because Cody is not the type <laughs> to make emotional speeches. No, he's not. 
It's just not him. So, uh, in his emotional speech, uh, you know, he thanked the fans for all their support and Sammy showed up and like, he was kind of hyping the fans up before, um, Cody gives this emotional speech. I think he came out and sort of like helped save him from Drew's predations, which is, you know, it's a nice thing to do. And, you know, Cody talks about how much it means to him because like, you know, here's what he said. Those three words, he means we want Cody. All I can say is this, since I was a little boy who grew up loving everything, for you to want me is special because I've always wanted you. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry I'm an emotional mess. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice sentiment. It really is. He's good at uh, jerking the old heartstrings around. With Sammy coming out, I'm so scared that this means like he's going to attack Cody at like at mania at some something so one of the refrains in the pro rocky versus roman camp i've seen in internet comments is like what about when cody stole sammy's wrestlemania moment because of course sammy lost at elimination chamber oh and then you know we went on to cody versus roman so here's the thing Somehow, against the odds, this has worked itself into a kind of interesting situation, right? Yeah. But it's also deeply stupid. <laughs> and I don't trust anyone involved to actually, like, see it through. I don't trust the process anymore. I mean, I feel like it's all mostly deeply stupid. <laughs> so. But there's, like, deeply stupid that I enjoy, and there's deeply stupid, like, come on, guys. And this is for me in the come on, guys camp. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just going to ride the train. I don't know where it's going. Um, it might fall off a cliff if uh, Alan Jackson Styles has anything to say about it. It'll fall off the edge of the earth. So we'll see what happens. That's where this all ends is there's a big reveal at WrestleMania that the earth actually is flat and we've all been bamboozled and AJ's actually the smartest man on the planet. What a world. That's probably not going to happen, but I do think it would be a great twist. Really great It'd twist. It'd be a hell of a twist. So we're going to have to see where this goes. I mean, during the last week, this discourse has been really unhinged um who knows what is coming on thursday we will be uh standing by with bated breath to catch that yeah is there anything else that you would like to raise about the week in wrestling your feelings your thoughts beef sticks no no i i'm i'm ready for i'm ready for more wrestling all right well Thank you again for joining us for the WWE fan support group that we call Wrestling is for Girls. We'll be back next week with a new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. Until then, have a wonderful week. And remember, no matter how badly you've dropped the ball, it will never be as awkward as the road to WrestleMania 40.